there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Roll along here, hour three of this Thanksgiving edition of Follow the Money presented by DraftKings alongside former three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. He's got Super Bowl rings. I've got rings under my eyes because it's an early wake-up <laughs> call for me today. The alarm came early, but excited to have you all along the ride with us and excited now to bring in for the entire final hour of the show, the maestro himself, Mike Palm, VP of Operations here at Circa, like you are every Thursday, but with us today. Thank you. I thought you were going to say five-time Mitchie winner, but you were going with three-time well, Super I- Bowl winner with, with, with Michael, but you know... If, uh, I think the Mitchie winner is probably bigger, Mike. Well, I think the Mitchie winner is big. Listen, he's still listen, mad listen, at listen, me listen, about listen, one, of, usually, one of these Mitchies. He's still upset you, you, at me usually about. Usually Charchian is on in the last 15 minutes here. So those are the only two people that ever beat me. Stormy beat me with the help assist from Brent Musburger. I have to tell you, I like the fact that Keith Jackson was always unbiased. And then Charchian <laughs> and his army crushed me. But anyhow, good morning to Duxbury, Massachusetts, and our loyal Nesson family. O'Fallon, Illinois. Peekaboo, Marquis, we see you. Spruce Grove. Alberta, Canada, watching on Rogers Sportsnet. We say good morning. Export Pennsylvania for all of you watching on Sportsnet in the Pittsburgh area. Pilgrim, Michigan, all of you watching on YouTube TV. Cocked Hat, Delaware, and our very vocal mass and family. And your Belinda, California, another sunrise over Spectrum. We say good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Well done. Very well Love done. Love those towns. Thank you. Thank you. Well done, Michael. And we've had a we've had a couple Canadians on the show today helping us out because they already celebrated their previous Thanksgiving. You got any big plans for later this afternoon? I heard the the Ian the McMillan is yep. that was it? I almost thought that's a fake accent, but that that was interesting. Um, yeah, so it's interesting for Thanksgiving. We are going to have some people over, but my wife hates turkey. Okay, she's repulsed by turkey. Do you the, agree? The smell? No, <laughs> it's it's okay. I mean, you, it, it needs gravy, but. You know, there's a there's a sandwich shop out here in Las Vegas, Michael Capriati's. Stormy's very familiar with their their signature sandwich oh, yeah. is the Bobby. 
which is which is the turkey. It's turkey and dressing and cranberry. It's very good. It's very good. My wife won't even get a she won't get a pastrami from there if I order a bobby because she says that the smell of the turkey taints the whole meal. So she cooks a ham. She cooked it last night. It's a great ham and a pineapple sauce. She also makes shrimp scampi, green bean casserole. Uh, it'll be very nice. And uh, this afternoon, her family and some friends are coming over. Another thing that's going to happen today, and this is interesting that it's happening today, and I just got a text from your friend Bill Berman because I remember this debate with him and the award in his neighborhood for holiday decorations and, and uh, yes. was, was a house eligible if they hired professionals. For the first time this year, I hired a professional decorating company. My wife did such a good job decorating the inside of the house. And, you know, I get to what I can get to, but I'm not getting up there to get the eaves on these slanted roofs and all this. So I said, let's hire a, a professional company. And they're actually coming today on Thanksgiving. Uh, to, I said, wow. you don't have to come on that. He yeah. says, no, no, I want to come and get it done. Because I said I wanted it done by the week, this weekend. Um, so they're coming actually at 9 a.m. And they said they'll be out by 4. But uh, that's going to be our first experience with the professional decorator. So I'm excited to see how the house and the palm trees look. What? You're right, Mike. Bill Berman will light. I mean, he's ready to go. He spent the last, uh, I think, five days. He's got everything ready to go. And as soon as Thanksgiving ends, I think he's plugging in and hopefully he can win the Ocean City Contest this year <laughs> and uh, see if he can win the first ward. I mean, we'll be pulling for him. And, and his big job is so he's just he's got to decorate my house, too. I mean, he's basically I don't know how he got that job. Billy just gave it to him and he's <laughs> accepted it. So he's got to come over and do that tomorrow. I've been instructed to where everything is and and he's got to have it done by noon tomorrow or he's going to be in the doghouse. So it's a busy day for him. See, I'm not I'm not that serious about it. I, I love Christmas and I love Christmas decorations and everything. And so it'll be like my family's going to help me put up my tree today during the nightcap game and all of those things. But like I maybe it's just because I'm a bad adult. Like, I don't know. I've just never well, been a big children. decor you don't have person. Children yet, That's true. Yet. That's true. You don't have children. I mean, it's a holiday for children and we have three that are under the age of eight. So. Uh, yeah, that's it, it's true. it's important to them. My dad's mother, my grandmother Ellie, uh, was famous in Dubuque, Iowa, which is you know a town of about sixty thousand though for her Christmas decoration. She would start October first and decorate every square inch inside to out. She had this huge nativity scene in her front yard, and in December there would be it would take like thirty minutes to go down their street because people would come to to look at her house. And I remember the Telegraph Herald, the local paper. Did a, did a feature on her once. It said, some even believe Santa lives in bedecked house. I, st I still have that clipping <laughs> from like uh, 1982. I love, <laughs> love that. Very sweet. Um, we'll, we'll talk um, throughout this hour. A little bit later, we're going to build our fantasy food lineups. Mm. Um, we had some good social media traffic on this too. People trying to figure out what they could do with their $20 meal to put something together. So excited to get your opinion on that. Um, and... I, I do think that the turkey and ham debate in general is kind of just like candy corn at Halloween. It's like, do you, you're either on board or you're not type of a deal. But we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to start with a little bit of Circa Survivor talk because obviously the entries were due last night for people that were mm -hmm. getting involved for the Thanksgiving and Black Friday games. And there was one person that did not submit a pick. And when we were talking oh in the commercial God. break, you said that could be because they just didn't have anybody available to use. Yeah, right. There's only eight possibilities between the three games today and the Jets and Dolphins tomorrow. So it is possible. It's amazing that every week, though, there's been three or four people, yeah. three or four entries that didn't submit. Like beyond week one, what's your excuse? I understand that people register in May and then 
it's September and life gets in the way or they forget or they're in jail or they're dead or, they're, you know, things happen. But from week to week, there's two and three. Paul Howard always says they have to do a 30 for 30 on these people that don't submit their picks in a nine million dollar contest. Yeah, I, I, there's no question. I mean, you put this much into it, and look, if you get to week 11, and this is the hard week, right? I mean, everybody has saved Dallas, right? Everybody thinks that they were had to play Dallas against Washington, and that'll be, if Dallas loses, th- this will destroy the contest, won't it, Mike? I mean, if anybody survives, if Dallas were to lose as a 13.5-point favorite, I mean, how many would remain? So more people saved the Lions. And here are what the picks are. There's 372 left. Well, technically, 371 because the entry... Because the no pick. Didn't pick. The, the, the imputed value of this with the prize pool of $9.267 million, each entry is worth wow. right now $24,978. So $25,000. 216 chose the Lions today, Michael. And... I think people started to make that shift after the Lions went into Green Bay and beat them on that Thursday night, saying, I want to choose the Lions instead of the Cowboys. Remember, Washington's been a feisty road dog. You know, they, they were mm-hmm. right down to the wire with Seattle. They won as the dog at Atlanta. They were horrible as a home favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, more competitive Fight. as a road dog, yeah. Terrible as a home favorite. Lost to the Bears, lost to the Giants, didn't cover against Arizona in the first week. But a, a feisty road dog. Whereas the Packers looked and Jordan Love looked lost, right? So, and even if you had the choice last week, a lot of people that had both chose to use Dallas last week at Carolina and come back with the Lions rather than using the Lions against the Bears and come back with Dallas, which in retrospect you'd have got through, but a pretty miraculous comeback win by the Lions. So, 216 on the Lions, 94 on the Cowboys. The next most popular pick is the Dolphins. 32 on Friday against the Jets and Tim Boyle. 12 Packers, 11 49ers, 5 Jets, 1 Seahawk, and then the no pick. Let's assume the four favorites win, right? We've got four favorites all lined more than a touchdown. 353 would advance, okay? 353 would advance. We'd only knock out about 30 people, 20 people, sorry. But, Mike, I mean, the, the people that picked the Jets probably had nothing left, right? right? I mean, that's, why would you take the Jets here? They had to. There was no other game they, team they had, right? So that's, that's you can take them left. out of the contest right now. I mean, it, it would take a, a prayer, uh, a miracle to, for that to happen. Now, maybe it could, and, you know, there's never say never, but wow. I mean, I would hate to be here and my only play be yeah. the Jets. It's, it's interesting if you ha- if you were left with the Packers. I would play Detroit on the money line and lay the price for whatever you want to come back to cover your contest cost or make a few thousand. If you lose that bet, people say, oh, then you you know, you know blew another 15,000 or whatever if, if you had it. Yeah, but 216 mm. people, you'd still be in, and, there, and there'd only be at most 150 people left, right? Yeah, you're so at I think the, it's, worth yeah. That, it's worth that play. You're at the point in the yeah. season and in the point of the value of your ticket that you start to try to do whatever you can to monetize it. I think yep. that that's a really smart way to approach it. It's interesting looking at this, especially after the last two weeks where you've had the top team, the top selection get knocked out, how much we've been cut down over the last two weeks. But for those people that did save the Lions, they're probably feeling pretty good after they saw the injury report that came yeah. out for Green Bay this week. Um, but, I mean, yeah, picking some of those other teams, you're stuck with the Jets this week. You're you're stuck with Green Bay knowing the injury report in those situations. That's, that's tough. Now – if you do get these favorites through, though, as you referenced, 
now you still have a the, the Sunday slate so, where all of the short spreads and it's really, really hard. I wanted to ask Michael, and maybe we get into it in the third segment, but you have one eight and a half point favorite Kansas City, but it's a road team and the Raiders have played them tough in recent years. Um, if you don't have the Eagles left, you've got to save Kansas City for Christmas. I think the majority of the people are saving the Eagles. So let's take those two out of the equation. That leaves you with four teams that are three and a half point favorites. Yeah. The Patriots on the road at the Giants. The Titans at home to the Panthers, the Ravens on Sunday night at the Chargers, and the Vikings on Monday hosting the Bears. I think, you know, every entry still has the Titans left. They haven't been used all year. I think the most popular picks will be the Titans and the Vikings on Sunday. I agree with that. I think, you know, look, uh, I've been saying all week, throw the Vrabel stats out the window. It doesn't matter because of the quarterback Levis, but I think you have no choice. I think Carolina has quit. I think Carolina, it's over with for them. I think they've tuned out right. And playing at home, if this was in Carolina, I'd have a different story. But playing at home, I think you got to take Tennessee and hold your breath. That, that's exactly the feeling I imagine anybody with that ticket will have. I think if you had four or six or eight entries, if you're one of those yeah. people, you might consider doing Derek's double option and taking the Patriots and the Giants opposite sides of the same game. I am. Like, at what point do you do that? Is, good, this, good the, is this the week where you have to start putting yourself in those shoes? Oh, that's just like throwing away an entry. That's so <laughs> tough. So much more to come still here on Follow the Money and Palms Pressing 3 coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. If you haven't become a VEASAN Pro subscriber yet, now's your best chance to sign up and save big. It's our Black Friday special. You can get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $60. Sign up today. You'll get access to our daily best bets. 
exclusive betting splits, premium analysis and 24-7 video, plus all our betting guides and best bets for the upcoming college bowl season, Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out. This is our best new subscriber offer of the year. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe. Sign up for our Black Friday special now. Again, that's vsin.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni in for the guys today and alongside Mike Palm, VP of Operations here at Circa Resort and Casino. And you and Matt Eumanns will actually be on the desk all day tomorrow breaking everything down. Fresh back from Hawaii. Yeah, uh, we'll humans. Have, a, have yeah. a nice tan maybe. Is yeah, it still uh, nice out in Hawaii right now? I, I think so. I took a vacation in 1999. I was living in the Chicago area. Two-week vacation with, with my girlfriend at the time. We spent 11 days. It was the first week of November, so not far off of that. We spent 11 days in Maui on Waialea Beach, and then the last three days we came and stayed at the Bellagio and then went home. And I still regret, why did we come to Vegas for three days? Why didn't we spend the whole two weeks in Maui? That, that would yeah. have been the way to play it. <laughs> Good point. Certainly. Good point. I couldn't get used to, you know, the games kicking off at 7 a.m. there. It throws the everything off. I'm like, off. my God. Yeah, it throws, it throws everything <laughs> off. And you don't, you don't realize, like, how that time difference can impact everything. Uh-huh. Cause it doesn't seem like it's that much, but it is, it's dramatic. Um, we were talking about all things circus survivor before the commercial break. And I know you don't have an exact update right now on how many people yeah. have multiple entries, but there's gotta still be a bunch of people out there that are holding way more than one ticket. Yeah. When we had six Oh eight, it was, I believe, um, 204 had multiple entries and 408 had a single entry left. Uh, but there was ones, two had 10, two had eight, two had six, three had four, you know, and, and then a bunch had two. Um, we'll see if we can get an update uh, from Jeff after today heading into the weekend, how many have the multiples and how many might do that double option. Do you find that the majority of people like do continue to use the same game? Like up, yes. in, up until what yeah. point do yes. they break them apart? Some start off right away splitting them and then others have have really gone through almost exclusively using the same um, you really don't start for those people that try to get all the way in. You really don't start to see it until weeks, you know, eight, nine, ten, and to this point where they start splitting them up. Because when you get Mike, under five hundred people now, the value yeah. of the ticket becomes large. Mike, the strategy. I know, you know, when I would talk to Amal, he was always saving teams and stru- what, what do you think the right strategy is now? My view has always been don't save it. I mean, I know you got Thanksgiving and you got to handle Christmas and all that. But it, the the idea, you got to survive it. Yeah. Like if you don't get through September, you know what good is saving it? Well, I I I think for the two holidays you have to have a plan of what you're going to do on Christmas and Thanksgiving. But everything shifts. I mean, we started out the year. Well, people said we can fade Arizona twelve out of the twenty picks or thirteen out of the twenty picks. Kyler Murray's back and he looks motivated and his legs were fresh. They really should have won that game in Houston last week. That that may not be a theory anymore. Different teams evolved. Now, now it looks like clearly there's three teams with the Panthers, the Jets, and the Giants that you're trying to fade, although that didn't work last week with the Commanders. So I think there's outs with all these quarterbacks and backup quarterback situations. I think it might be easier to guide your way home because so many teams are playing with their not number one quarterback that they started with. Okay, let's get into mm-hmm. your three big picture questions that you have on deck for Michael today. Palms pressing three. What's number one? The Chargers lost at Green Bay on Sunday to fall to four and six. They would be the 13th seed in the AFC. Think about that. The 13th seed in the AFC today. In his postgame presser, head coach Brandon Staley lashed out 
at the Charger beat reporters who questioned the team's defensive play, saying, I have full confidence in our way of playing, full confidence in myself as the play caller, in the way we teach, the way we scheme. I have full confidence. Michael, looking at Brandon Staley's resume, three years as a graduate assistant at Northern Illinois, defensive line coach at St. Thomas in Minnesota, Defensive coordinator at Hutchinson Community College for two years. A grad assistant at Tennessee. The defensive coordinator at John Carroll in 13. Went to James Madison. Came back after a year. Two more years at John Carroll. Then he worked on Fangio's staff as a linebackers coach for the Bears and the Broncos. One year as a D.C. with Aaron Donald in 2020 with the Rams. They made the playoffs. They had the best points against and yards allowed per game. And now a head coach with the Chargers. He makes two questionable decisions in that play-in game against the Raiders. They miss the playoffs, blows a 27-0 lead at Jacksonville, and now they sit at 4-6. and six. Are we sure his resume suggests that he's a defensive genius? Well, they've always finished in the 20 rankings in terms of defensive in his three years there. I mean, let's be clear. I don't know where he comes up with it, but I think what, he, what that question really goes back to is what the GOAT said the other day, Tom Brady. Tom Brady said the coaching in this league isn't very good. And when you just read that resume, and look, when you touch Sean McVay, people want to hire you, right? I mean, the theory was in Los Angeles, we got rid of Anthony Lynn, we get rid of Anthony Lynn, and we'll get a defensive coach in here, and with this offense, we'll be sensational. We'll keep, you know, we'll keep everything intact and we'll move forward. That didn't work. That did not work. So, like, for me, I, I think Staley, he, he doesn't even recognize what he can't do. They've struggled in the past to stop the run. They've not been able to play the pass very well. They can't rush. Everybody thinks they're this most talented team, right? Everybody thinks they're this unbelievable defensive team in terms of all the things that they've done. But, you know, they're not. I mean, they, they have a few good players and they have a great quarterback. But they can't win a close game, and it falls on his lap. And his arrogance, his inability to want to accept coaching. See, I think one of the things that's really lacking, and if you look at Philadelphia, and I made the comments about Doug Peterson years ago, uh, about he wasn't really, I mean, one of the most unqualified head guys to be hired. What I missed in that evaluation was Philadelphia's support staff made him a better coach. They really did everything in their powers. Jim Schwartz is a defense coordinator. They had a very good player development program, and they, and they taught him how to be a head coach. In the Chargers, they don't have that. They're doing the same thing with Sirianni. I mean, Sirianni's doing the same thing. They bring Vic Fangio in last year to help. They're doing everything to help the coach. The Eagles organization hires someone who they can develop who's coachable into being a coach. This guy's not coachable. Like, this guy thinks he has all the answers. And when you think you have all the answers at his age, uh, you know, I mean, you're at 41 years old, we all think we know everything, but we really know nothing at 41. And he needs experience, and he's not even a good. Look, Ronaldo Hill was his defense coordinator last year. He left them. He couldn't wait to get away from them. So it's really, to me, a lack of awareness. It's a lack of awareness, and the Spanos family has to make that decision. A, they're not, over, they're not as talented as we think they are, and B, he's not a very good coach. Question number two. The Baltimore Ravens, Michael, are 8-3 and three and have led at the two-minute warning in all 11 games. You often speak about game control. They have had control in all 11 of their games. There are many metrics that suggest 
that they are the best eight and three team in the history of the NFL. But mm-hmm. do you trust Lamar Jackson in the playoffs? I do. And I don't even think Mark Andrews injury is going to affect it. I do trust them. I think this offense is the same as it's been. They're 31st in rushing and passing attempts. Everybody, you know, it's funny, Mike. You, you you get this, people start putting this narrative out there and people actually believe it, right? You know, well, they changed their offense. What they've changed in their offense is their ability to make explosive plays, right? They're number two in the league in rushing attempts. They're number two in the league in yards per attempt. They're 31st in passing attempts. Now, where they've changed is they're sixth in yards per. They're making more plays down the field, and that's good for Lamar. But I think they are a very good team. And I think in the final two minutes of the game, they've got to figure out a way to where the ball's in Lamar's hands. I think when you looked at the Bears game against the Lions last week, what was missing in the final drive? They, put the, they didn't put the ball in Fields' hand. He's their best runner. Why wouldn't you run him? I think Lamar has to be the guy in the final two minutes. What's your level of concern, though, with the ball in his hands in the final two minutes, given the number of turnovers that he's had in the fourth quarter and overtime? I guess to your playoff question, that's, that's my only concern about Lamar is he's proven to be turnover prone in a lot of those moments. I, don't, I can't get the playoff game they lost at home to the Chargers out of my mind. Uh, ever. Now, what grade, Mike, I know we have 45 seconds left. What grade would you give Todd Munkin in terms of what his assignment was coming in as offensive coordinator? You know, Holy Spirit of Seekin converted 68% of third downs <laughs> this year. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, it's been a B. I think it's a lot of hype. I think it's been pretty much a better passing game. I would give it a B. And they're bet, and they're good on third down, and they're good in the red zone. They, that's to me where they really—they're a great situational football team that needs to close out the game. Great stuff, and we still have one more question to come in Palms Pressing Three that we'll hit on the other side of this quick timeout. Also, still to come this hour, we're going to get to Lombardi's list, his top five and bottom five power ranked teams. Get Mike Palms' reaction to that, and our top and maybe bottom power-rated Thanksgiving items. A very important conversation to be had. We'll be back on Follow the Money. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. much to be thankful for this time of year family friends food and of course football all week long drafting sportsbook is helping us keep our thanksgiving week full of action new customers can bet just five bucks on the nfl score 150 instantly in bonus bets back so download the drafting sportsbook app now use the code follow only on drafting sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl drafting sportsbook the crown is yours Coming back to you live, Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast. We are live in studio with VP of Operations here at Circa, Mike Palm, joining us as we continue Palm's Pressing 3. And I apologize to everyone out there that earlier in our one, very start of the show, I teased that we were going to have no hyperbole today. You will still get it, but you're going to get it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I understand. Mike wanted to do Palm's Pressing 3 today because we have Michael, and I, I think do. it makes sense. And I didn't want to do two scripted segments because then it gets too gimmicky. Yeah. So we'll be on with Matt tomorrow morning, and we'll do it then. Uh, all right, final question, Michael. Uh, you mentioned Jim Schwartz earlier uh, and the job that he's done wherever he's gone, but especially this year in Cleveland. They have the number one rated defense. My question is, did you see enough out of Dorian Thompson-Robinson on Sunday versus the Steelers to suggest that the Browns can win a playoff game this year? 
I think that'll be challenging, but we know playoffs are about defense, right? We know playoffs are about teams that make the least amount of mistakes. And with the Browns having the easiest schedule of any team in the North, I think it puts them in the playoffs. And I think this is going to fall more on D on on DTR, not on DTR, but on Kevin Stefanski. How does he manage the game? I mean, when you're with the Cleveland Browns, the one thing you know when you walk to the stadium, you can't run the ball on them. I mean, it's very challenging to run the ball on that front. They're very good at stopping. So now it becomes a passing game. And when they play some of these teams that struggle to throw the football, it, it's hard. Like last week, Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh couldn't make a play in the passing game. Now they had the 76-yard run with, by Warren, but that was a challenge for them. So I do. They have seven wins already. So I, I really believe they're going to get in there, you know, and, and I think they're going because of how good they are on defense because of their corners that can cover. And the rush front seven, they're going to be a problem. And if they're able to get one of those games where they are not the where they are the fifth seed, maybe the weather in Cleveland helps them. But they're a tough out. They're a tough out. As long as Stefanski doesn't try to play outside the comfort zone of his team. I think there's – I think that Baltimore's and, – and I would lay whatever, it's 280 or 240 that to win the North. I just believe they're going to win the North. Too much to overcome with all the quarterback issues on the other teams. I Meaning Cleveland would be a road a, on a road playoff game um, against a four or a three maybe. Is it is it Jacksonville? I don't know. You know, it's all mixed. Everybody's got three losses in the AFC. So it's really hard to predict the seeding. Uh, you can try to predict the conference. But they're probably going to have to go on the road, which Cleveland's a big home field just because the weather always – Always, always. I, they play eight home games. At least three of them every year are weather dependent. And it doesn't matter what month. I yeah. mean, look, the, yeah. what, the game in October with against San Francisco that they won was weather dependent. I mean, you know, Moody misses that field goal wide to the right. Weather, the wind kind of moved it on him. And he's a cold weather kicker for Michigan. I want to. I want to ask Michael uh, another question. I'll allow it. You'll allow it because we have the full. Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> Michael, it's interesting to me the Texas A&M situation. Jimbo didn't work out. They're going to start over here. If you were the AD at Texas A&M, who would you be targeting? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> I, here's where I think you got to have to really understand the issue at A&M. You know, they've paid a lot of money to players in NIL, and their culture isn't very good. Jimbo only talked to one person the entire time he was there. Uh, you know, he was non-commutative. He never supported the, the never went and spent time with the alum. He was very locked in his office. The guy they fired as director of football operations the same day they fired him was the only person he would talk to. He was stuck in his offensive playbook, he, which was horrendous and had great media contacts all over because everybody promoted how great his offense was. When if you watched it closely, it was horrendous. If I were the athletic director at, at Texas, Texas A&M, I would find somebody that I thought could really have the strength and the culture commitment that would be able to withstand some of the bumps in the road because these players that they have on the team are not going to be very coachable. It's a little bit of the problem with Texas. You get these kids that come in, and then how coachable are they? Now, Sarkeesian's been able to kind of waver on that and get that. But, you know, to me, I think you need somebody that they make way too much, Mike, about we got to recruit Texas. We got to recruit A&M recruits Texas. Whoever the coach is gets Texas in there. Right. I mean, kids want to go to A&M and they've got so much NIL money. You're going to get the top players. It's about selection. 
I mean, look, I think the Liberty coach is outstanding. I think he's great. I think the Kansas coach would be somebody I would want to talk to. I think he's done a great job of building the program. But it seems like the San Antonio coach, too, I think he's done a great job. But it seems like people are backing away from A&M. I mean, Duke, Mike Elko just redid his contract. Whether they go after Jed Fish at Arizona, I don't know. Maybe they should. But I think they need to find a leader because that culture is so bad that, that they've got to fix that first because of all the damage that has been done by the payments in NIL and where they are in work ethic. UTSA's Jeff Trailer seems to be the name that I've heard and talked to people about making the most sense at this point. What do you think, Mike? Well, he's got connections to Texas. He's a four-time Texas 4A high school coach of the year. And he's a football he's, guy. He's won wherever he's gone. One of the things, to Michael's point, they said about Jimbo, he spent no time with the Texas high school coaches. He just shunned them. Right. Um, and and trailers won wherever he's went. They switch conferences. They're undefeated. Right. They're they're playing. I know they're a dog at Tulane. Is that where you're going to be this weekend? No, not this week. Usually you're in Tulane. Um, they've got a shot to be at the champions after moving conference. I mean, he's won wherever he's gone. So he's an obvious name. I don't know who you want to lure. I mean, Elko, to your point, the ties there, the D.C. there. He wants to stay at Duke. Um Fish, it's interesting, going to the Big 12 uh, becomes more wide open, obviously, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. If he wants to stay at Arizona, he's got to be coach of the year, I would think. Jed Fish, for what he's done with that program. Um, Can you get a a DeBoer? Did somebody want to leave one of those power programs? You know, Oregon and Washington are now going to the Big 10. It's just going to be two super conferences. All it's going to be is the SEC and the Big 10 in five years. That might be what it is. Right, but... But if you're Mike, if you're Kalen DeBoer and mm-hmm. you're going to the Big Ten, right? You, yep. you know the when you go to AM and you open up with your first game and you lose to Abilene Christian or you don't cover, you're on the hot seat immediately. Like the expectations are so high, and it doesn't sound like they're going to overpay anymore. It sounds like they've got fiscal responsibility. They've always been the highest paid college team on and off the field in terms of their support staff and coaching staff. And I think they're trying to tailor that back in. And I think that's why some, you know, the pressure of that job is tremendous. They're not, they don't want to rebuild. They want to go in there and reboot. You know, somebody asked me about Matt Campbell at Iowa State, who was rumored to go to LSU when Brian Kelly went. He was rumored Notre Dame, rumored, rumored. Matt Campbell's name. I said, why would he ever leave Ames, especially to go to A&M? He can coach for the rest of his life in Ames and win eight games and go to a bowl and everybody will be happy. You go to Texas A&M and you go nine and three and you're not going to last long. While we're on A&M, I can't help but think about the game that they have coming up this week at LSU and all the conversation around Jaden Daniels and Heisman Trophy. Like, where do you sit on all that? I think that's ludicrous. I think it's ludicrous, and I'm not biased because we have a lot of folks here that have Bo Nix tickets. But Jaden Daniels, I don't. You you want to break down the statistics? His statistics are so gaudy because their defense stops no one. He gets four more possessions a game than any other any of these quarterbacks. Well, what I just thought was weird was that the swing that finally made Jaden Daniels the favorite was after Bo Nix yeah. still had a six touchdown performance against a better team, but Daniels came against Georgia State. And Michael, I know you love Jaden Daniels. You think that he's yeah. one of the best, if not I the do. best, players in college football. But based on like the numbers and level of competition. I don't see how he's the favorite. And then you have this game against A&M that's coming up on the weekend that nobody's going to watch because it's on the same time as Michigan-Ohio State. I think it should be Not going to have a conference championship. Penix or Knicks. And if Penix beat Knicks again, and I think Oregon's going to be a touchdown favorite against them in the Pac-12 title game, which will, if they take care of Oregon State, be a playoff play-in game. 
If Penix beats him twice, I know it's, you know, they're not playing against each other, but if he beats him twice, it's a compelling argument. I would give it to Knicks if I had a vote. Obviously, I don't. Michael, where do you sit? I, I agree with Mike said. I think Daniels has done a remark. I mean, if they had a better defense, uh, I think Daniels has been remarkable. I think he's the best player. You look at his numbers compared to the past Heisman Trophy winners, mm. he's significantly better. You know, it's not his fault that they have no defense at all. I agree from that standpoint. I just think like the level of competition that you're playing and the way that those other guys have performed and especially Bo Nix, I just can't get over last week that he was the favorite and then he's not the favorite anymore after Jaden Daniels beats up on Georgia State when he did what he did in a six touchdown performance. But I know Oregon doesn't get the love, I, I've but talked, maybe this year they I've can. talked to two voters who say that it's not close, it's Daniels. Really? And they, they can't reveal their vote, but their sense is That's really, that it's not really close, interesting. it's Daniels. Really, really interesting. Yeah. And he's super talented, and I love his story, especially with the way that his career transpired at Arizona mm -hmm. State, mm -hmm. how things have turned around coming yeah. back this year at LSU. I love the story, but I also love the Pac-12, and I'm rooting for some other guys. And, and of course, as you mentioned, <laughs> we've got to step aside. We're going to wrap things up on Follow the Money next. We will get Michael's top teams as well as our final thoughts on the Thanksgiving Day games today. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money, spelled K-A-L-S-H-I, and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance, and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure, everybody, if you are not a VSIN subscriber yet, that you come join us. We have the wonderful Black Friday deal this week. You get everything that we have through May 1st and the Super Bowl, everything covering bowl season. Why are you looking at me like that? Trying to get into it. We got unlimited access to our picks page, VSIN expert leaderboard, see who has the hot hand on any given day. Betting splits as well. $60 again, that access through May 1st. That's got Bowl season, Super Bowl, all of the things. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is how you can do it. Come join us. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Crazy Bill 80. His prices can't be beat.
That's Black five, Friday sale. Five and a, five and a half. Eddie, yeah. yeah, five and a half months for sixty bucks. Are you kidding me? Ten dollars a month? You get to just just to get the pixie mail at, at three in the morning. It's worth that. Plus the commentary. Absolutely. You know, Mike, and the college basketball, I know um, humans will come back with a boatload of information from watching all those games over in Maui. But, I mean, to keep track of this college uh, transfer portal, who's good, who's not, I don't see how it's not a great investment. I, uh, it is. And you can't be all things to all people. I mean, you know. Right. Most of us concentrate on two to three sports, right? So then we rely on the others to do the other I rely on JVT for NBA, right? I don't, yeah. I don't even watch the NBA till it really gets to the playoffs. But if he identifies a betting opportunity, that's the whole point of the network, to inspire a bet. And right. uh, these guys do a great job. College basketball. This is the hardest week of the year for a bookmaker because of every sport but baseball is going. And all these college basketball games are playing in holiday tournaments. So they don't stick to a schedule because it's multiple games at the same arena. So they get behind schedule. You're trying to time to look at when you got to do half timelines, but they're running an hour late for this reason or that reason. And mistakes can be made. It's a very difficult week. Also very difficult to make decisions on our <laughs> Thanksgiving fantasy food lineup here today, Michael. And I know we did this a little bit on our show yesterday, but it's a fun exercise. I want to make sure we get Mike Palm's selections in here as well. I, you've got $20 for anybody that can't see the graphic as we put it up <laughs> on our screen and for the radio audience. You have items that are $5, $4, $3, and $2. You have to make whatever Thanksgiving dinner you can with a $20 budget. I went honey baked ham, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, pumpkin pie, and corn. It came out to $19. So pocketing, I guess, an extra dollar for the, for the weekend, maybe place it on a huge future if you can. But what, what's your lineup? What are you doing, Mike? Oh, I have to get back to the menu with the prices. Uh, because look, that third line of sides, I think, is really important. So I would. That's a tough. I would tough spin, row. I would go less on dessert because I, I I'm going to take mashed potatoes. Uh, so I'm going to I'll blow the five dollars there. I'll go with three dollars to save the two with the dark meat because I'm a I'm a drumstick guy anyhow. Okay. Uh, and I think white meat turkey tends to be dry, a bit dry. So now I've used eight. I have twelve left. Um, definitely stuffing that gets me to seventeen. Well, that's bad. I'm doing bad math because I want two more dishes. That's why it's hard. Oh, boy. All right. Let's take the mashed potatoes out and go with uh, roasted potato. I eat a lot of baked potatoes anyhow. So dark meat, roasted potato, six. I got $14 left. I'm using stuffing. I have nine left. I'm going to take a green bean casserole. There I have we go. six left. I'm going to take corn. I have four left. And um, uh, I'll take... I'll take a pumpkin cheesecake, a specialty pumpkin cheesecake. That leaves me with that leaves me with a dollar to go. Good call. <laughs> That's the tip. Yeah, you got the tip in there. What is what is Stormy like? Did you go pumpkin pie? Like, what is the like? I don't like pumpkin pie. You don't. Like, I can pass oh. that any day. No, I'm out. Michael, I like, am I'm not a big pumpkin person. See, I am pumpkin everything. <laughs> I'm like your typical basic white girl, unfortunately. I like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin <laughs> spice coffee. I've got the pumpkin candles. I got all the things. But I'll probably go home and for breakfast, start with pumpkin pie while I'm cooking the other things. Like I, it's one of my favorites. That's, I would say if I had to, if we're power ranking our favorite thing about Thanksgiving, I would put pumpkin pie number one for me. The, the most use I have for pumpkin wow. is in the Charlie Brown story. The great pumpkin. I'm yeah. not. I'm not a, I think it's a very overwhelming taste, Michael. Mm. Uh, but I do like yeah. like the Cheesecake Factory has a pumpkin cheesecake. Yes. It, it it 
delightful. softens the taste. It's really, but they only have it from like October first to mid December. No. It's a seasonal cake. It's slight. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how do you take the pumpkin cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory over the Oreo cheesecake, mm. or the or what Barry right. serves downstairs there? What's that Oreo thing he's got going down there? Which might be one of the greatest desserts I've ever had. I mean, it's unbelievable. This is a great segue, Michael, to the fact that Barry's is doing takeout with their Thanksgiving oh, awesome. dinner this year. I don't know if people are. It's become so oh, wow. popular in the three years that they can't. They have so many reservations they can't take. They're actually opening an hour early. They'll do 600 covers, but you can pre-order and pick it up as catering their dinners this year. That's killer. Yeah. Awesome. Um, another yeah. thing I to mean, be if thankful you come for to today. Vegas. I think if you come to Vegas, I recommend Circa. I certainly recommend the Mob Museum, and I recommend Barry's. I think those are the three things you got to do. And it's all within a block. of It's all within two blocks of each other. Michael, we've only got about five minutes left in the show today, so let's get into these games today. Get your final opinions on all of them. The first one in a couple hours, kickoff from Detroit. The Lions and Packers going head-to-head. Lions laying seven and a half point, uh, eight points now, excuse me, total 47 and a half. Where are we going? I, I'm going to take the Lions because I don't think they played as well last week, and I think the fact that Green Bay is injured – and Green Bay struggles to stop their running game. And when Jared Goff can go play-action pass, and he can do things. Now, I, I had it at 7.5. Now it's moved up to 8. But I like, I like the Lions here. I do think don't overthink favorites at home. I think the Packers have struggled. It's not going to be as easy for Jordan Love today as it was against the great Brendan Staley's defense, which is being coached exceptionally well, which is teaching it exceptionally well, except it doesn't execute exceptionally well. So... I think they'll put some pressure on Love, and Love has started slow. And if you start slow against this Lions team, you're in trouble. I uh, I played over here, Michael. I played over 47 yeah. and a half. I think the Lions will move the ball, but I think the Packers can move the ball against this Lions defense. The Bears scored every time they tried to score, and then they got the two-score lead, and they stopped. And Eberflus tried to run out the clock, and he ran himself out of a win. Um, so, I mean, the Packers-Chargers game is supposed to fly over. But they dropped four balls. They're inefficient in the red zone, right? I think this number's a little low. I played it over. And I'm not a, I'm an under player, but I played it over. Been one-way traffic to the Dallas Cowboys today, too, Michael. That spread all the way up to 13 and a half. But is it too many being a touchdown favorite? Where do you sit on Commander's Cowboys? Well, I mean, Rivera's a good dog t- coach. I mean, he's a hard, you know, like, you got to take the Commanders. They've played Philly close. You know, you're always open to the back door here. Look, Dak is really good against bad teams. We get that, right? And we understand that. But I don't see how you can go against this. I I think you got to take the 13 and a half. I think the lines move too far in that direction. You know, I was stupid enough to take Carolina in the 10 and a half last week, thinking that the Cowboys would have a hard time playing well on the road, and that was a a dumb play. But I, I would lean towards the commanders here. Not an official play for me, but I would lean towards them. I didn't play this game. Um, I, I, if I do, I lean over again because I think Washington I can, can run the ball. And D- Dallas is just really good at beating up these teams once they get the lead at home. I mean, that's what they do when they play from you. Talk about all the time, Michael. They play from in front very well. From behind, no, not yep. at all. <laughs> the Seahawks dealing with some injuries. Their quarterback, Geno Smith, with the tricep. No Kenneth Walker today taking on a 49ers team that seems to be hitting their stride. Coming out of the bye, they're laying seven in Seattle, Michael. Total 44. As I've said earlier on the show, I think the se- the seven's kind of almost like a push number here for me. 
You know, I, I like the Niners. They've played really well. I think Geno not being healthy is a problem, and if it gets to Drew Locke, they'll easily cover. But when you're in this situation, I think you almost have to take the home dog and the touchdown. Seattle will play well. Look, that playoff game in San Francisco, they're within. They're going to go in and score to tie the game, and then it fell apart on them. I don't think it'll fall apart on them in this game. I would take the seven in Seattle. I would wait end game here and see who gets the lead. Pete Carroll totally lost his game plan once he got down a score in that playoff game and went away from Kenneth Walker altogether. They have to stay balanced. I know he's not going to play, but they have to be able to run. Though. They can't drop back and have Geno throw 40 times yeah. against the 49ers. And the 49ers, we know, swept all three games last year. I feel fairly confident that they're going to at the very least win today. So maybe this is like the squarest of square plays, but I love the 49ers as a teaser leg this week. You can pair them with something today, pair them with something this weekend. But I'm on a Lions 49ers teaser, so I'm going to sweat out the Lions again who have been life and death each of the last two weeks, but I feel fairly confident in both of them. Um, thank you for doing this whole hour with us. I appreciate it. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Great work, Mike. Happy Thanksgiving to you both, and Thanks, happy Michael. Thanksgiving, and thank you to our whole crew behind the scenes for working on the holiday and making this show go for us today. Our producer, Luke DeVista, Nick Wells, our TD, Mikhail, our guy on the ones and twos running the audio, Sergio Sanchez, our guy Serge doing graphics like he does every day, and Justin Emery, our AP. Um, it takes a, a whole crew, a whole village to make this thing go. Stay safe out there. Good luck with your bets, and so appreciate everybody hanging out with us on this Thanksgiving holiday. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.